Hello, I'm Mark Tweddle. Welcome to another episode of You Tell Your Stories, where we share with you stories from our storytelling classes. You can get this on YouTube, Facebook, and your favorite podcast app. Learn more about our classes, both online and in Burbank, California, by visiting youtellyours.com. You know, often new storytellers will gravitate to the high drama story that's in their life. But what we've learned from our classes is that often the story of what happens after the drama is just as powerful. This week, Christian Sherm tells a story as cute and playful as a kitten in a box. Enjoy. When I was five years old, my cousins rescued a rusty colored cat with a gnarled meow and brought them home to my house. He had patches of fur missing and scratches and boo-boos all over him. We named him Mr. (laughs) Boo-Boo. I knew what boo-boos were because I had a very difficult childhood. My father was very loud and angry and he was because he was very um, overwhelmed with raising four girls by himself. So we didn't have a lot of hugs in our house. But I loved Mr. Boo-Boo. Whenever he came in, he would go straight for the food bowl. He'd fill up his fat belly and then go find somewhere to fall asleep. And I loved laying with him. I loved the purr and how peaceful he was when he was asleep and just fat there laying. Nothing could wake him up, he didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I just loved laying with him so much. It was the most peaceful thing ever. I even remember when he got sick. And I remember telling my dad, Dad, there's something wrong with Mr. Boobo. He's like, he's fine. I was like, Dad, no, seriously, he's sick. Look how skinny he is. He's fine. I'm like, Dad, he's sleeping in the closet. He's fine. So I remember one day after school, um, he called me from the vets, and he was crying because he felt bad because he knew I was right. And he said, you were right. We had to put him down. And I said, I told you, and I hung up. And that day, I shut off. You know, after losing my mother, and now my cat, my most beloved thing, I just, I wouldn't let anyone close to me ever again. And when you don't let people close to you, you can get really sick. It's really not good for someone. Um, Years later, when I got sober, the loneliness was unbearable. So I said, I need that feeling again. I want to go get a kitty. So I went down to the pet store, and I went inside, and there was a box on the counter that said free. And there was a little black kitten in it with bluish green eyes. And I looked at the woman and I was like, I'll take him. She's like, good. Just hand him <laughs> off. <laughs> so I, just seeing him, he was so present and just scared, but like trusted me. And I was like, Ugh. So I just took him and held him in my arms and got in the car and I put him in the the passenger seat and I wrapped a little shirt around him and I remember a friend of mine saying if you ever get a pet don't sit there and think about the name you know don't plan it out like right when you see that it should be organic right when you see the animal like name it whatever comes to your mind so I looked down at him and I was like you're my little black bougie bear and I was like that's it bougie so when we got home I had the kitty the kitty litter ready and the food and I laid with him And I just loved watching him just, um, you know, be so vulnerable and sweet and look around the apartment. It was like, and I was like, God, it's been so long since I saw that vulnerability. 
And then I realized, my God, I've never been able to be that vulnerable. I'm 29 years old. I didn't even know that you could be feeling and safe. And that night I held him and he fell asleep right on my chest like this, just <laughs> purring. And it lit something in me, it gave me hope. I just, I felt a sense of hope after that. And I remember a friend of mine a week later was like, Christian, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Because <laughs> you're happy. <laughs> so I did. And uh, Buju's not a kitten anymore. He's a big black beauty. A little fat. I like to feed him. <laughs> um, he hears me clop up to the door. If it's my roommate, he doesn't say a word. If it's me, he knows it's me. Um, I love that. I love coming home to him. He snuggles with me, only me. He comes under the covers and And uh, at night, if I come home too late and I don't see him, he sleeps over my head right on top, so I know he's there. And, um, and then if I'm joking with him or making fun of him, he chases me into the bathroom. He knows. He's very smart. I love it. And my favorite thing is he likes to lie out. But then he, he puts his two paws, like a distinguished gentleman. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not lonely anymore. I'm happy. And what I've learned, what I, I learned when I was a kid, was I thought love equaled pain. And now I know it equals annoying, cheeky, delicious, amazing. And sometimes it comes free in a box. Thank you. If you enjoyed Christian's story, our storytelling techniques are a practical way to help get yourself heard. Head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events both in Burbank and online. And you can listen to this as a podcast at podcast.youtellyours.com or find it on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to this on YouTube channel or, uh, or like on the Facebook page. You can email me at mark at youtellyours.com if you have any questions or requests. Thank you for listening or watching.